Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. Uh, I'm here with uh, our co-host, Jen. My name is Steve. Jen, you want to say hi to everyone? Hi, Steve. Hi, everyone. This is Jen. Uh, so today, uh, wait, was it today that it came out, the Oscar noms? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so, yes, yes. Uh, so the Oscar uh, nominations came out today. So, uh, you know, being the preeminent entertainment podcast uh, for most of you, uh, Jen, do you before we jump into like what we wanted to go into uh, today? Do you have any like thoughts, feedback, any like hot takes uh, regarding the Oscar noms that came out today? Yeah, so many thoughts, which I think we can say for you know our. Um another episode but there were a couple of like snubs and surprises today um uh i think my favorite i was really nervous about kristen kirsten kirsten no kristen kristen stewart's chances of landing a best actress nom um just because she has missed out on um the sag noms and baftas which doesn't totally surprised me because I think the BAFTAs, which are the British Academy Awards, um, I think they're just sort of lukewarm on any sort of Princess Diana royalty adaptations in general. Um, but, but she went from like uh, being a front runner to sort of falling off the map, but now she's firmly back on. So um, the race, uh, she is definitely part of the race now. I think it may have happened at the expense of Lady Gaga, who um, I can't say that I'm a huge fan of. Um, and I like, like in, general or... in, gen- in general, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like not a fan of like her music and or just um, like her pop brand. Yeah. But yeah, whatever. But, but poker I mean, fan? No? Yeah, like they're, they're fine. They're like dance bangers. But like, yeah, like they're fine. I don't, I'm not like a stan. Okay. Um, I, I did love her in uh, A Star is Born. Um, oh, but, you know, a geez. lot of people thought that she was going to, you know, land another one for um, House of Gucci, but House of Gucci pretty much walked away with very little slash, I think nothing um, no. this, uh, this time around. So that was, um, that was kind of a nice surprise for me, even though I'm sure Lady Gaga is not having such a great day. Um, and then Steve, I think in our last podcast, I threw in drive my car as a, as a contender and it walked away with international feature director and best picture. So for a three hour movie that I have not seen yet, uh, I'm fully behind this, even though I don't actually think it will win um, best picture, but it's, it's actually just, I, we love to see this, right? Like international film sort of um, taking over in categories that are just not, not just international film feature, you know? I can't wait to do the updated odds with you. Yes, yes, yes. I'm very like, excited. <laughs> we and we got we got some like pretty good feedback on it. Um, and so we'll, we'll you know when I'm sure money we'll... is involved, when betting is involved, <laughs> I think a lot of our friends come out of the woodwork. So, <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll do that. We'll do that next time. Yeah. Sure. And so uh, two more things. Two more super quick hot takes. One, um, Coda the movie, which stands for Children of Death. Deaf adults um, did really well uh, today, so that's really cool. And despite 
Disney and Marvel's best efforts to put their biggest blockbuster in recent times up for a Best Picture. Um, the only blockbuster that landed a Best Picture nomination this morning was Dune, um, which, you know, we can talk about later. But I uh, was kind of, you know, like for for an Academy Award uh, or Academy that's been battered by like low ratings and just like um, criticism of elite elitist elitism I don't know is that a word and um just being out of touch with like mainstream popularity this would have been a very interesting or just you know I think that short of creating like a what did they create a lot like a couple of years ago that like it was like the best best popular popular. film yeah short of creating something like that I think there are ways to honor blockbusters and and you know give space to movies that are not necessarily like three-hour masterpieces you know but all that aside I'm glad that Dune is part of the list of awards Spider-Man is is sort of you know relegated to like I think best best visual effects so you know it can still walk away with something but yeah I just I did not expect a nomination for Spider-Man but I think it would have been really fun if if there if there had been like a little bit of a surprise but again I don't think anyone expected that also I would not have asked you to put money on it so it's really in line with um you know the expectations. Yeah, you, you know, just to piggyback off that real quick. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I would have thought it would have been fun for it to get nominated. Yeah. You know why? And you you would you're probably like an expert on this more than I am, but it's just like I just don't like that slippery slope. I just don't like the Pandora's box that that opens cuz there is like I and you can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but when I watch Dune and I watch No Way Home there is a difference. Like, I get that they're both blockbusters, but there is, like, a difference, you Mm. know? And so, like, Dune getting nominated does make more sense than, you know, No Way Home. Now, that being said, I would have loved if, like, The Dark Knight or Black Panther, like, those should have been nominated. I don't actually, was Black Panther Panther nominated? Yeah, I think Black Panther was a best picture nominee, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, and, like, Dark Knight should have just... I think like probably outright have won. Um, I forget what what won that year, but um, but No Way Home. That's just like, cause, okay, because this isn't so much directed to you, Jen, but there are going to be people out there who are like, this was the best movie. It should not only be nominated, but maybe even win. And it's like, uh, you know, I don't know if, and I'm gonna sound like such a snob, and like an el- elitist, like you were referencing but like i'm just kind of like i don't know if movies if that word even means the same thing to you that it does to me you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that's just my my two cents on it i'm actually kind of relieved it did okay yeah that's fair that's just me that's just me all right so why don't we move on because we have stuff to talk about actually today um so today we wanted to you know check in on the uh i don't know the stream the streaming landscape the streamer landscape streamer sounds like it's like a gaming thing right so um but i think the marketplace has just been growing and will continue to grow um then it's so overwhelming it's so overwhelming and like gone are the days where 
people are like, we're turning to streaming to, um, to cut cable and save money because obviously when you have all of these um, no, I'm not Netflix, like, money subscriptions, anymore. no, you are exceeding um, what you used to pay uh, for like good old TV and cable. So um, what we're going to do is talk about the marketplace of streamers, but we're only going to talk about six of them. I think there are six, right? Yeah, the, so the, it's Netflix, Hulu, the yeah, the big, the big players. So Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Apple TV, HBO Max, and Amazon Prime, or I think they're called Prime Video. So um, we're not talking about like the stars, Showtime, Epic, CBS Paramount All Access, Plus. Peacock, Paramount Pluses of the world, do us whatever. Um, but again, I think we're going to go with the overall um, non like I feel like like the peacocks and uh, paramounts of the world are like very much tied to like a network. Um, so we're gonna talk a little bit more about the, some of the broader um, giants and uh, what we, what like what kind of feelings these brands elicit in us. Um, we'll do a little bit of a, a primer on subscriber numbers and pricing or history just for some context a little bit of 2022 slate if we know um this one was a little bit harder just because i think like yes there are big things that each have planned for the year but like also when you're like researching these things like because there's so much content coming out all the time like a lot of the content coming up or talked about in like what's happening in February what's happening in March and I'm like no give me like the entire slate for the year so um we don't have to spend too much time on that and then I think the most fun part of this conversation was I gave Steve an assignment of if you could just recommend one like piece of content on each of those streamers what would it be so not like here's like five things to check out but yeah. just like this like either is something that I'm into or this speaks to the brand of the streamer. So I think Steve, you had a little bit of a, um, you, you had a little bit of a challenge with that, but I think it'll be good. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's, it's a great idea. You know, I, it, as, as an idea, it's, it's, it's awesome. Right. Awesome. I was just yeah. really, it was frustrating for me because <laughs> to do it was like hard, but yeah. no, idea the idea is great i'm glad okay. i'm very happy with with the idea you came up with awesome so let us start with um some primer information right okay so i'm just gonna go down the line and do it. um so let's start with the biggest one of all um not in terms of numbers but just i think when we think of streamers we think of the og which is netflix so Netflix debuted in 2007, um, and that, I think, is a debut as a streamer because, obviously, they were doing uh, DVDs um, way before that, um, right? I Yeah, I remember it. Or I've, was it was 2007 the DVD era? I don't think so, right? That Doesn't wait, that... I have a question. Wow. Did, yeah. you, did, did you have Netflix with the DVD? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> Do you... <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I do this. I, I'm all, it's We're like five minutes in, I'm already doing this to you. Um, do you remember the first thing you uh, ordered on Netflix? Absolutely not. Like, really? No, no. I, you I don't remember absolutely... anything. Are you serious? No, yeah. 
Alright, do you want to know the first thing my brother and I, like, rented from Netflix when we... Yes, please. Um, it was uh, 21 Jump Street. Interesting. Yeah, we went through the whole... Like, th- the, the series from the 80s? Yeah, the series. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. like, I'm like, is that the Channing Tatum movie? Okay. No, okay. no, 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 no. No, oh, the, uh, Johnny Depp, you know, 21... I Morning. wish I had memories like you, because I don't remember what my first, like, movie was. Um, but I loved Netflix right from the start, and um, I think that who would have, you know, like, they could have become a blockbuster, right? But here we are. I know. Uh, they've pivoted at the right moment. They made some good decisions and investments, and now they are $208 million Um subscribers in and i think they hold like the largest overall size of the streamers that we're going to talk about yeah yeah and you know before we move before we move on to um to like the next next streamers um i do want to notice specifically with with netflix when you came up with this idea jen uh for the for the episode i did some some digging and um just like an as an aside because we'll be talking about like momentum and you know the the future of, of streaming um in general it's it's we have to note that um you know netflix stocks are are down quite mm-hmm, a bit and i know mm-hmm. i know in general everything is down right now but i think you know uh recently it dipped 25 percent, and i think overall i think over the past year it's down like you know something like 43 percent, which is i mean uh in, like an ungodly yeah um, yeah i wonder um, what do you think that is i tied wow. to it's like Jeez. you're in my brain because <laughs> the next statistic I have, right, is, you know, I think they've, they average about 26 million uh, added users every year. Mm-hmm. And in 2021, it, it went down to 18 million and they're projecting even less for 2022. And so it's kind of like, have we hit this like threshold of, you know, how many more homes can Netflix be in? I, I'm, and I'm sure we'll talk about that more like later throughout this discussion but you know it's it's something for us to keep you know our uh, our eye on you know especially you know being that this is like the stuff that we talk about like all the time like you and me specifically on this podcast you know so so we'll see and i think it's also particularly of interest because like you said net most of netflix's success has been uh being able to predict you know like the future yeah so like going from hey you know like blockbuster you have to go to blockbuster but what if blockbuster came to you like what if we just sent you the movie you want so you never have to leave your home to hey not only are we going to send you dvds but like we have a website that you just stream it you know like let's bypass you know all the 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 peripherals of like needing a DVD player or a Blu-ray player or whatever. Like, let's all you need is the internet. Yeah. You know? Yep. To you know, then producing their own stuff, being like, no, we have to own, like the, the IP. We have to yeah, own yeah. the 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 media that we're showing. To you know, I I'd love. I'm very curious to see, you know, what they what they do next in terms of like have especially if they even agree maybe maybe they don't agree maybe they don't think that they've plateaued in terms of of user base so i'm i'm i think this is a one of those like uh 
inflection points, not just for for streamers in general, kind of, but specifically for Netflix, as kind of like you said, the OG. I think this is a huge inflection point. I think this will kind of dictate um, like what happens to them for the next probably 10, 20 years. And um, for so long, they were just un. It's like a race that like they like nobody could catch up to them. Mm. But like as we're gonna get into the inflection point is coming at a time where they're neck and neck with a lot of these like streamers. Um, I agree. Much, much more in a way that like is evident now. Um, and it, and it's different, different, um, I think different measurement points. Like for some it's, it's the number of subscribers, but for some it's like the cachet of like the content that they're providing for others. It's like the, like technology. So like, I think there's different ways and um, of like, looking at where things are uh where where each streamer's strengths are and or where they're leading but the race is like tighter and closer than ever and so i think everybody should be like really nervous about you know I agree. either keeping their place at the top or uh snatching it away from somebody else yeah you know i i mean i don't want to belabor the point because we can go on to the to the next uh streamer but i you know you just i mean this is the thing when you make like really good points it makes me want to talk about it right it's like <laughs> uh i i think they are really like other streamers have caught up and it's one of those things where like when you pave the way that means the people behind you don't have a a way that they need to pave they just have yeah they can like just skyrocket to wherever you are and then just know? blow past you yeah and then you, just blow past you You walk no you ran like walk what is the same oh yeah 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 no i like i i walked so you could run i think i think that's what it is so yeah yeah I mean, they yeah. walked so hulu disney apple tv hbo as and amazon could could just like sprint and yeah, i think yeah. in terms of like neck and neck i i think it's for our for our audience for our listeners it's important to note that the subscriber numbers may not reflect that, mm-hmm. but but boy, I I don't think that's what makes Netflix like super nervous. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I think what they're worried about is like eventually, you know, if things the subscriber numbers are maybe lagging behind the actual like closeness of the race. Yeah. You know? Um. So yeah, that's kind of like we can move on to the to the next one. Okay. So. In terms of you know Netflix, uh, it's like nine ninety nine to fifteen ninety nine um, for pricing, and then uh, they are essentially a standalone, um, yep. like you know a standalone platform. The next one is Hulu, which is the second oldest um, oldest streamer on on the list that we're going to talk about. They debuted in twenty ten. They have forty two million subscribers, so that's a fraction of what. Netflix has, um, especially, you know, if they've been sort of around the same amount of time, I think their agendas were different, but um, Hulu, um, their pricing is anywhere between like six to 12.99 a month. And then they're also pricing changes with like various bundles. So you have the ESPN Disney bundle. So that sort of changes their pricing. And so they're not a standalone in that sense. Um, I sort of think mostly of Hulu as a as an alternative to having actual like when you're cord cutting. And so, 
Yeah, right. So I think that is their sort of MO. And it's only in the last couple of years that they've um, invested some more money into creating original and or the right to distribute certain things. Um, so they're very behind on that aspect, um, just because I feel like that was not what they started off with. And they've had to sort of make pivots and changes to their business model. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, the only thing I will um, kind of like add on to that, Jen, is uh, for our listeners, is that, um, you know, you guys may be asking like, because um, you mentioned the bundle, right? Like the Hulu, ESPN, like Disney bundle, right? Mm-hmm. The reason that exists is because Hulu, uh, in terms of like ownership, it's two thirds owned by Disney and mm-hmm. one third owned by uh, Comcast. I think it's... um. I think it's, it's not, no, I think it's NBC, I want to say. Let me, oh, I should have that. Who used to have a stake in the Hulu pie? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. it's Comcast through NBC Universal, mm-hmm. which is why um, I remember, like, back in the day, it was, like, uh, a lot of the NBC shows would yep. be, like, live, or not live, but, um, like, it, next day on Hulu, you yep. know? So it's, it's 67% owned by uh, Walt Disney, which is why they have those ESPN and Disney Plus bundles with Hulu. Um, But, you know, the reason it's not, you know, this stuff isn't just on Disney Plus is because it's one-third still owned uh, by Comcast through NBC Universal. Right, yeah. So, uh, you know, I love Hulu, but I think... I do too, actually. It's... I saw someone quote it as, quote, totally uninteresting so i think they have a lot to um, to work on um That's... and it's also just kind of unfortunate that their funding comes from these um conglomerates who probably have different priorities and agendas oh, right? so yeah because you know disney's not like they're they definitely look at hulu not definitely i should take that back i have no idea what these people are thinking because i'm a nobody in their you know, the billionaire conglomerates, right? Um, my guess would be that, you know, they look at Hulu as like, let's just make sure this can turn a profit. But the emotional investment is definitely in their respective, like, you know, over-the-top streaming services. Like, yeah. A plus for Disney, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Disney, let's move on to Disney. Mm. So Disney Plus... Um, Debuted in 2019, so one of the younger ones. Uh, super large fanfare around their debut. They're about $8 a month. Again, I think you can do various bundles. Yep. They have 104 million subscribers. All the numbers that I'm citing are that's- from 2021, like mid-2021, so I'm sure the numbers are a little bit different, but that's not far off from, um, you it- know, like... Uh, but isn't that insane? Uh <laughs> Yeah. In the last, in the last like two years, they've managed to hit half of the um, subscribers that like a Netflix has had, and they've been around for like, like double that, or you know, like twenty, twenty more years than that. Yeah. So, no, um, like also, Jen, like just to to um, as an aside, like as of right now, they have half of what Netflix has, but like a hundred million users was not that long ago for Netflix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's yep. kind of where we were talking about, like, the whole, like, you know, Netflix walked. So 
everyone else could sprint. I mean, how long did it take Netflix to get to 100 million users? I can tell you uh, it was not two years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. So I long. would say, and we can talk a little bit more about this later, but they have Disney definitely has the most momentum. Um, and whether they can keep that up with some of the slate of programming that they have um, will be interesting. Um, and for the time being, I mean, the, all signs sort of point to yes, just because they have the most powerful pr franchises under their belt. And um, they're using those IPs uh, both as like hosts of the existing content and then like spinoffs and um, things creating new content so yeah 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 okay. i'm gonna What's... move on to apple tv apple tv plus whatever apple tv is about call... four... what do you just call it apple tv i just call it apple tv okay it's about 4.99 a month i think pricing varies but it also debuted in 2019 uh alongside disney plus and it has 34 million users so it's pretty small actually it's the smallest one that we're going to talk about today um and the reason why i wanted to include this even though it has the smallest library of original content uh, based on i mean uh, uh if you're stacking them up against everybody else um, is because they've sort of managed to become a player and be talked about consistently even if they're not um, outputting content in the same way that others are doing. And even though they are also a little bit like the Hulus of the world where, and prime videos of the world where half of your business or like much of your business comes from um, you being the host of content versus, you know, original content. Right, yeah, I, I think for me, Jen, I think I ended up the same place you did, but I got there a different way. Mm -hmm. um, like the reason I think you have to include Apple TV on the list, even if it's, you know, only like, you know, 10 to 15 percent of the uh, of the subscriber numbers that Netflix has is because of the name. It, I mean, it's yeah. yeah, Apple. I mean, Apple is a one of the largest companies in the world, like the difference between it, you know, for example, like a Paramount Plus or a Peacock versus Apple TV is that like, you know, Apple TV has like a trillion dollars behind it. You know, it's not like a subsidiary of something else. You know, it is, it's uh, one of the largest tech companies in the world. They sit on mountains of cash. Yes, yeah. Um, they like I, I that's why i think for them you know th funny enough like because we're going to talk about another tech company that's on the opposite of the spectrum but i think for apple tv specifically i would almost guess that they probably don't even care about subscriber numbers like mm -hmm, they they, mm -hmm. they are a tech company coming into um this this tv world and they've gone about it i think in a very different way than say for example you know an amazon you know who same boat like tech company going into you know tv streaming um and so i you know comparing those two i think is going to be really interesting but you know i think apple tv like you you have to include them because anytime apple does anything like they just 
they they get an automatic seat. They get to skip the the kitty table. Like they yes. just do. Yeah. Just because of who yeah. they are. They get to skip it. Fair point. Um so then we can talk about the the other streamer that you're I think alluding to here, which is Prime Video. Yeah. Um so they debuted. Tell everyone the subscribe number. I can't wait. <laughs> so that's so they have two hundred million users, which Steve, uh, you enlightened me today, but why don't you tell everybody what that means, supposedly? Yeah. So so you you got the same number that I did, and then I asked, and I, I asked I told you I was gonna ask you this question. I said, Don't tell me your answer until we record, right? So I'll I'm, I'll ask you this now. How do you feel about Prime Video being like we have you know, whatever, like 175 to 200 million users, but it, like, it's anyone with an Amazon Prime subscription. That's how they count it. How do you feel about that? Does that change how you think of Prime Video? Like, did you think of it a certain way before knowing that information? Or Yes. Does- it changes stuff because I, when I saw that number, I just assumed, I did not assume what you're telling me is, factual because I think all these well okay maybe I'll talk about Apple TV but like I think Apple TV subscription TV plus like trial subscriptions are included like anytime you purchase like an Apple device I don't know if they're still doing that but I'm pretty sure they are and so like I don't think any company is above like trying to do what they can to get eyeballs in front of obviously like stream For like sure. their their product that like they've spent so much money and they sp- continue to spend so much money on but you're right like to me it feels a little bit deceptive that they're not separating out the two but i guess in my head like how do you separate out the two as- when you're so inextricably linked to prime as a whole product cuz like you're not like how then how do you know how many people specifically are just watching or have a subscription because of prime video unless you're just, yeah. Like I, yeah, I, I don't know that. I mean, can you figure that out? Like, I think unless you separate out prime video from prime as a whole, but I think the goal of Prime is to create a product that is all-encompassing and that you can't live without, right. which is why they can also charge you $100 a year um, for it. So I think it's just part of their strategy. No, it is part of their strategy. And so, yeah, I don't know how I feel. Like, I mean, yes, I feel deceived, but uh, if they're transparent about their mo then i'm the fool for feeling deceived yeah god it's 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 really murky right because like you said like yeah i think with apple tv it's like i mean how many tens of millions of people buy a new iphone every year you know and it just comes with a a year of apple tv so i mean that's part of the equation and i think uh like verizon wireless i'm pretty sure you get disney plus for a year if you switch to to Verizon, mm-hmm, Verizon. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 really murky. It, it's it's funny. It's actually kind of uh, coincidental that the only subscriber number that is just, uh, I guess, the most transparent is like Netflix. Even though I know you can get Netflix for free for X amount of months or a year with like certain things, but it's just I, don't know, I just think that's like kind of hilarious because Netflix is so uh, secretive about their numbers 
like in general? Yeah, like I mean, all of these places are so forthcoming with their number of subscribers, but when it comes down to like what is the viewership of each piece of content, like that's not stuff that any of them are willing to like share like transparently, which is interesting because when we think about traditional TV ratings and stuff like that's how you measure something know, something right? success and like now we just take people's word for it um and it's just like how do we figure out these measures of a, of success that's not tied to what a company is telling us is happening and like i i get it like some people might be like well jen steve like who cares like what's who cares yeah yeah, it's their money, and yeah. and I um, and I I, to, I, to, I again I, to, I like totally get it, but this goes back to the whole thing like where you know you and I were like sad about you know are we not gonna see indie movies anymore? Like it's mm-hmm. not we don't care about subscriber numbers because we care about you know stock prices and like the health of the like all oh, poor you know yeah poor, like that's not what this is. it's because a lot of the things that we do care about, which is quality of um like TV shows and movies and quality of production and, you know, what can and cannot get made in this day and age is directly tied yeah, yeah. with, you know, peanut, uh, profits and losses, you know, and yeah. is most, uh, there, there are like two factors to, to like revenue for a lot of these companies, especially for streamers, right? One is subscriber account, which is for obvious reasons, you know, and you went into like the pricing for it. But the other thing is like stock prices. And Mm -hmm. I don't don't mean to turn this into like CNBC or like MSNBC or like Fox Business or whatever, but it's like the reason they fudge up the numbers so much is because more or not more, just as important as like actual health is like perceived health of the company. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, we can, we'll talk about that also when we go into like momentum and 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 ranking the six but um yeah i think amazon is you know i i I talked about this before it's it's just really interesting to me that amazon apple tv are like two of the biggest tech companies and just like have two the two companies that have like the most money besides like google right and they kind of went about this like in so in like such a different way Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway you know I, like yeah tell me if you agree with this jen the way i kind of see it is like apple tv was like uh they just like don't seem that afraid to fail so they don't mind starting like small not i, I don't want to say small they're ba- instead of like buying up property they are investing in like specific creators and specific mm-hmm like um company and when i say company i mean like you know production companies right whereas amazon is like let's just do what netflix does but like we have probably more money right which is like let's buy up this intellectual property let's let's go spend a billion dollars on lord of the rings yeah and then we'll we'll figure it out later but let's just buy stuff so we can make stuff about the stuff we just bought yeah but i think that that's kind of everybody's mo let's just buy as much as we can and like let's try to work with as many people as we can because like that's netflix's mo that's like um 
Mm-hmm. Warner Brothers is MO. Like, so I think everyone's sort of doing it the same way. It's just Prime seems to be such a monster because Amazon's such a monster. And, you know, like they just acquired MGM. So they're able to buy like out entire studios. <laughs> Um, and then, and then in turn, like acquire those libraries. So that's the way that like the scale of it is just like much different, which is what I think you're saying. So like, yeah, it's just, they're not, I don't know, like none of it to me is like super strategic. It just feels like, agreed. let's just throw a lot of money and then keep up our subscriber base and hopefully something sticks. Yeah, no, I, yeah, you know, I'm definitely skipping ahead here, but it's just when we do like the personal recs for each, it'll be, it's really indicative of, uh, you know, when when we were uh, talking before we recorded, you were like, oh, just like an FYI to our listeners, like these personal recs aren't like the best thing on. No, absolutely not. Platform. It's more like one, I think we. I hope we had to have like watched it. And two, it's like these are uh, representative of like how we see the brand of each like streaming service. And so I'm I'm actually really excited to kind of like explain why I chose what like for each one. Great. Again, yes. really, okay. really great exercise, Jen. Very okay. <laughs> hot notch. So I'm gonna get us there um, fairly quickly. So um, let's just finish this off with HBO Max. So HBO Max is um, debuted in 2020, but obviously HBO as a brand um, has been around for much longer than that. Um, they currently and also had have- HBO Go. HBO Go, yes, like all of this, there was so much confusion around what HBO Max actually was, and I don't know that they've clarified that as much, but they've sort of forged on ahead, and um, they have 64 million subscribers, and I think that uh, out of everybody else, including Netflix, they have the most critical buzz. Um, which oh. allows for them to sort of stay in this business. Um, and then last year, a, a critical point was this overall Warner Brothers deal that they inked to feature Warner Brothers feature films on the service the same day they hit theaters. I think that agreement does. It, it's like a, a year-long agreement. I So I don't know if that will continue to be, but there was a lot, there are a lot of people who are happy about that. A lot of people who are unhappy about that, including like the Steven Stoderbergs of the world, um, who just railed on, you know, the importance of like movie going and kind of taking that experience away. But, you know, I think like in a pandemic, they were able to do things like that. And, and if that means more people for them and for Warner brothers too, right? Like, you're getting people to watch the movies that you're making. Um, it's it's sort of a win-win, but that's um, that's sort of been HBO Max's um, journey. So, what I wanted to do next is um, I kind of want to talk about the 2022 slate, but I actually don't want to do that anymore in in lieu of like time. But also, I think maybe we can talk about our personal rankings, and in those rankings, okay. we can kind of talk about momentum industry 
critical buzz and then um, 2022 slate if we know so we can kind of wrap everything together and then we can kind of get to what we recommend. So um, I think we can do that fairly quickly um, because we've sort of added our thoughts and things. Um, yeah, yeah. During I... this whole thing. But Steve, for you, if you could only have one streamer let's maybe put it that way so that then you're ranking your very top number one what would that be and i wonder if ours is the same uh you know i this might come as a surprise but i'm gonna i'm gonna have i'm gonna put it i'm gonna do netflix yeah that's not a surprise that's my number one okay tell me why I, I, yeah I, and i i wonder if it'll be for the same reason because and i love disney plus I do. I like love Disney Plus. I'm probably on Disney Plus more than I'm on Netflix, to be completely honest. Interesting. But there's nothing on besides the Marvel shows, right? Mm -hmm. There's nothing on Disney Plus that I will not have seen before seeing it on Disney Plus. Mm. And that's why for me, Netflix is still number one. Okay. You that know? makes sense. Yep. Um, you know, Netflix is like Netflix with, with Disney I know what I'm getting I'm getting the Disney movies and the Disney shows with Netflix there's still like yeah I'm, I might be getting a season of Abbott Elementary when it's done I might be getting you know this movie from like 10 years ago where the rights are still kind of murky and they're being sold off to different streamers you know like I and I'm also getting the Netflix like produced stuff and you know um it's number one on, on my ranking and i know we just talked about like stock prices and stuff and how um you know like oh is netflix in trouble does netflix have to worry about the other streamers and like i think that like our i think our points still stand with that but i think what's very interesting is that netflix is also doing this thing where you know you, you and you see it right with with squid game and you see it with um like the stuff that they're putting out, um, they're going after all markets. That's and what I was going to say. And that's what puts they're not number, just, yeah, 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 they're, yeah. They're not just concerned about the US. I think when they, I think when they think of have we plateaued yet, they might be thinking, we're just scratching the surface. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now we're going international. I think they're, you can kind of tell they want to go after um, like really like young, Gen Z population with some of the stuff that they put out. I'm not going to say which shows because in case I get it wrong, like you, but I like, I, I, I work with teenagers and they talk a lot about Netflix shows. They don't talk about yeah. shows on different streamers. And I think they also try to hit on like older uh, people like uh, Gen Xers and like, and like boomers with certain TV shows. Like they're just, they, they are, they're like an octopus and they have so many, tentacles that they can like go after all these different demographics and i that's why they're still number one to me yeah i agree um i think if you're talking about it from a tv network perspective because they are producing movies and tv shows in like 20 different countries they're like truly a global tv network you know um again i know obviously they're in the movie business too but like i just think of all these networks as network uh just like tv um and i think aside from the largest overall size and like um just having the biggest originals output 
they're able to do that because they're spending so much money, even more than the Amazons of the world on the, on content. And I think, I think this year they're like planning to spend like $17 billion in content spending. That's like, that's insane. Um, and can so, I, yeah. Can I just chime in something that like is equally as insane. So can you say that one more time, Jen? Can you Which part? Um, they're planning to spend $17 billion in content spending. So they're planning on spending $17 billion in content spending, right? Fun fact, if you go back to some of our old episodes where we talked about streaming and, and Netflix and it's it's there, um, we I remember talking to you about this where Netflix has never actually made money until, uh-huh. until this year. Interesting. You yeah. mean 2021 or 2022? Because we're like, like two I, months I into. The, like I think the projections are like Netflix is finally turning a profit. Mm, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. don't have to borrow cash to like burn through cash. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, again, yeah. we're concerned. We're con- not concerned trolling, but like there are things to be concerned about if you're Netflix. But in general, the outlook is way more positive. I just, I don't, I mean, as much as we've talked a lot about this, I don't even, I don't really actually think that they're in danger of losing their overall dominance anytime soon. So, okay. um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I honestly, yes, everyone's nipping at Netflix's, um, heels, heels, but I think that Netflix is still the streamer that everybody wants to be. And so, um, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, at some point, they'll probably hit a subscriber ceiling, right? Like, I mean, you know, how how many more people are there in the world? But um, I don't think they're in danger of any of that. So I completely agree with you. Netflix is my number one. Who's Would you num- say Disney Plus is number two then? Well, you, you go first. Who's your number two? So my number two, <laughs> it was interesting because... It's a very close tie, not with Netflix, but two and three for me are like very close, but for very different reasons. So my number two is actually HBO Max. Oh, that I okay. My number two is Disney Plus. My number two. Is yes, Disney Plus. I I assume Disney Plus was your number two because you from just like the amount of time you spend on it and the content that you enjoy, like Disney Plus is like really like taking hold of you. Yeah, you know, I I think for me. It's like it hits on all. I hit multiple quadrants for Disney Plus, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like, love their old school Disney stuff. I'm super into Marvel, and you know I'm super into like not just like the Disney movies, but like a lot of the shows that they produced. That I just happen to the only quadrant I don't hit. I so I hit three out of the four. The only one I don't hit is like the Disney like live action shows. Yeah, it was like Disney. Sh- I I don't even know how to describe it, but, but like my wife, who's like five years younger than me, like she knows these shows, and I'm like I've never even heard of this. Before. Like, so um, like the- Casey Undercover, and like, like stuff I don't even like, know. Like Zendaya used to be on a Disney live action yeah, show, like I, that kind of stuff. Yeah, like I've Disney Channel never- stuff. Yeah, Disney Channel stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Like that's yeah. the only quadrant I don't hit, and that's why for me, again, it's like Disney is. Okay. Uh, is number two. Tell me, tell me about HBO. That was because that's not my number three. <laughs> You're gonna laugh at my number three. So okay, unless our number three is the same. But okay, first Disney or first HBO Max. Disney Plus is actually not even my number three either. Oh, um, we might have the same number three. Interesting. Okay, 
just a quick note on HBO Max. The reason why it's my number two is because of like the critical buzziness of it and like what they undeniable, undeniable, undeniable. You know, I think when you talk about like not that awards or everything, but like I think in general, like Netflix has more Emmy nominations, but like HBO has like one more, and I think that speaks to some of the things that are on the platform. And like I had a hard time narrowing down some of my HBO Max recommendations. Um, plus, you know, they have really interesting um, partnerships. Like, they own the Studio Ghibli, like, library. Um, they own all of, obviously, like, all of, like, Warner Brothers stuff. Like, I I tend to not rewatch a lot of things because I'm always just like, shoot, I have to get through, like, this new content. But, like, if I were to, like, I could hit up any of those like content libraries and um, IPs that they do now own as part of the Warner Media Network, um, and I'd be happy. So that's my number two. Um, so Disney Plus is not my number three, and HBO Max is not your number three. So what is your number three? I had Amazon. Interesting. What's your number three? Amazon's my number six. Really? Um, you know what my number three is? What's your number three? Hulu. <laughs> no, oh, you know what? That makes sense. I, I, Why I, does it make sense? Because, th- I mean, I think, I think we should, like, the disclaimer here, note that these are, like, personal rankings. Not yes, so much, yes, like, yes, not yes, yes. We're not, like, rating it yeah, on, like, industry yeah. ranking and all this stuff. Yeah, because then I would have done a little different. Okay, so. So for me, the reason I, I think of Amazon is just because, like, when I think of the money behind Amazon, right, it's one of those, like, too big to fail kind of things. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're just buying so much stuff. I, I think, uh, like, for me, I'm thinking, like, a few years down the line, they're just going to have – their library will be so massive. And I think it's one of those things where it's like um, – I never understood this like phrase, but they say, "Oh, you just throw something in the wall and hope one of them sticks." Like I, mm-hmm, I, I mm-hmm. get like the visual of it. I just like never really understood like who's throwing things at walls and seeing if things stick. But like, I mean, that's be okay. Beside the point. Like with Amazon, they just have so much money to throw, and they're they're throwing it. And I think you the the weight of Amazon is like undeniable in this space. Like they mm-hmm. are throwing their weight around and it is, you can't help but feel it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're just buying up stuff and they're making stuff. And it, I would venture to say they, so HBO max, for example, right? All the things that you said are a hundred percent true, but the things that make HBO max so great, is also some of the things that, like, I think pull back the momentum, which is, like, the critical, like, they're just not, they're not going to make something just to have it, you know? It's, like, there's a specific HBO pipeline, and I think the AT&T Warner side is kind of, they're trying to be like, hey, let's, like, like, I get it, got, you know, it's got, you only want to put out good stuff, but, like, you know, can we make a few more things, you know? Um, whereas with, with Amazon, they're just trying to make stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and some mm-hmm. of it will be good. Some of it will be bad. And so that's why it's like, yeah, I don't think that Amazon makes the best stuff or will make the best stuff. But I think in terms of 
you know, the arms race of it, that component of it, they're just, I just feel like they're, they're, they're going to catch up and they're going to, if they're not already, they're not already, but they're, they're just going to catch up at some point just by sheer volume. I'm not talking about quality. I'm just talking about quantity. And I think that's for me, how I view, how I view Amazon. And they're going to be undeniable in this space. I mean, let's not, let's not discount, like, they're, they're going to be a franchise beast. Like, they're doing Lord of the Rings. Like, they're, I, I, I think, I think there's a real, like, speaking of, um, you know, when we were talking about Netflix, like, them being sort of at this, like, point in their, I don't know, like, journey or whatever. Like, I think Amazon is at that inflection point, too, where they could really, like, become a player that we're talking about much more seriously soon this year, I think. Yeah, if, so, if more things stick than not, and yeah. throw the things at the wall analogy, I mean, it's going to be, it's the turnaround's going to be quick. Yep, yep. Um, okay, tell me about Hulu. So I picked Hulu because of um, the relationship that they have with a lot of the just the networks that then allows for me to access content like, so I really love watching Frasier. <laughs> um, the entire Golden Girls library is on there. Um, and so it's, and you know what, like sometimes like if I forget to like DVR, like something that's on network TV, like I know I can go watch it on Hulu. So I actually spend a lot of time on Hulu. Um, and now they have a little bit more of original content and programming. Um, so like, that's been kind of nice, but you know, they've, I mean, they've slowly been building up their library, not always, not just original content, but like it's, it's the network reruns that I think is like the most appealing to me. And you mentioned Abbott elementary, um, a while ago, in context of like Netflix, but like, I think Abbott Elementary, like when I think of Abbott Elementary, like that belongs squarely on like Hulu, especially as it's like still running and like on air. So Hulu to me is just- That's where I watch it. Yeah, it's 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 literally like, uh, I mean, I'm crazy and I also have cable and I'm talking about Hulu in this <laughs> like respect, but like if I didn't, then I definitely would be tied to Hulu. So yeah, I mean, just that in general, like I, I that that's kind of why and the amount of time that I spend on it, which is why it's my number three. No, no, that's that that makes sense. Um, what was your number four? I'm like, so thinking. my four <laughs> Amazon is... six, right? So yeah, yeah, you have you have Netflix, HBO Max, Hulu. I have Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon so far. Mm -hmm. um, my number four is Disney Plus. But I only really, I don't care about a lot of the Disney stuff because um, I'm not a big Disney head. Um, but obviously really? I, yeah. Uh, and like, I don't really love animated stuff. So Wait, what? Yeah, I didn't, you know, like I don't, yeah, I don't really love animated stuff um but but you love yes. you love pixar though right i do love pixar but like i it took me forever to like watch soul and i just recently watched encanto 
I haven't watched Luca yet. Like, I'm not motivated to watch some of these things. Um, and oh. so, like, animation is just not my thing. So, aside from the Marvel content, like, I don't spend a lot of time in Disney. At, oh, at Disney, no, in, in Disney Plus. So, okay. yeah, I would say that that is why it's number four. And then Apple TV for me is number five be- just because of the sheer, like, like amount of the content like that it has so like i'll go into apple tv to watch a couple of things but like i but because they lack original content and then everything else is like rent or buy like i'm not doing that so yeah and just amazon's just last because like i frankly just hate the interface and like Oh, it's so bad. It's so, like, dated. It's so dated. And, like, you know, I feel that way about a lot of Amazon products. Please don't fire me. Um, And based on that alone, and not because of the size of the content library or anything. Wait, what? I said, do we need to do a disclaimer about where you work? No. Sure. No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No one's listening. (laughs) Um, But, like, yeah, like, I, I, I I don't love their interface so that's why they're a loss and so even though apple tv like really has like little content for me like i would rather spend time there so what is your four and five no wait yeah four yeah, five. yeah four five yeah, yeah four five uh i can do four five six too if you want so yes like, yes yes actually i don't know what your six is yeah so four is hulu yeah uh, for all the things that that you said i i feel like it's really a bizarre to call something that has like 40 million subscribers is like a niche, you know, but it, <laughs> yeah. like, it's in that in-between area. But for me, it's like when I hear you talk about Hulu, what is so apparent and it, this has been my experience with Hulu is that like it just does what it does well, mm-hmm. you know, like the there's kind of like a a certain brand, if you will, in terms of like Hulu's original like programming and like what you can get on Hulu, it's gonna be like good stuff. Like you're not gonna find garbage on Hulu. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, so that's kind of like why I have it at, at four. It, I don't have it in the top three just because there does seem to be a, a hard cap in terms of subscribers for Hulu. Um, five is HBO Max uh, because you know I, I guess for me I was just thinking like. Oh, that's so low. Yeah, yeah no, no, I, no, I hear, I, I, again, I don't disagree with anything you said about No, 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 like, that's so just, interesting. Yeah, but for me, it's like, I, I agree with everything you said, but for, I just can't go to the fact that, like, it's, like, there's HBO, HBO Go, HBO Now, HBO Max, and the only redeeming quality about HBO is actually just, like, the awesome content they make. Like, everything yeah. so good. Again, the problem, this isn't a problem a byproduct of the fact that everything they make, not everything, the stuff they make is like either really good or they try, they definitely try to make everything really good is that there's just not as much stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm super not complaining and saying, I want more stuff. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just talking about in terms of where I see HBO max in the hierarchy. If it was just how good is this stuff on there? It would definitely be top three, like easily. Yeah. But as like a streaming service, it's like I could see myself being able to go through HBO Max fairly quickly and being like, oh, well, I guess I'll just wait until the next thing that's got it. 
that's that like captures my attention which brings me to number six apple tv which i mean i i think you you mentioned it and you know i've it's the same thing that i noticed but i just ranked it i penalized it a little more which is like everything is just like rent or buy Mm -hmm. you know there's not a ton of original programming i mean there's some interesting things on there for sure um but i think they're kind of like slow burning this as yep. opposed to like, oh, we need to make a big splash like right now. Yeah. You know, they're definitely slow burning it. And that's why that's not to say it's going to fail. Like it's Apple. It's not going to fail. But uh, just in terms of like my my ranking of it right now, it's like I definitely spend the least amount of time on there for sure. Unless okay. it's like, oh, Ted Lasso came out, you know. I mean, we love Ted Lasso. <laughs> I do, I do, I do, but it's like, it really is for, I, I saw this joke when Ted Lasso's uh, season finale came out, someone was like, well, do I pause this until next season? And I like, kind of like chuckled, and I was like, ooh, ouch, actually, wait, like, I wonder, like, are there people that do that? And I yeah, was like, yeah. I guess there are, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, I think we have ranked everybody. Why don't we do a round robin of our recommendations? Um, we get one recommendation per streaming service. Let's caveat this by saying that this is not indicative of like yes. anything other than our personal taste. Yes. Or you could have chosen something that you feel fit the brand of the streamer that we just talked about. Yeah, so I I I, I, I kind of did a bit of both. Okay, great. I don't know that mine super aligned to the rules here, um, but but there's no rules. There's no rules. We don't have rules. So these are your rules. (laughs) I know, and I'm not even keeping them. So yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. So let's do that. So why don't we? Should we um, go sort of in the order that we were talking about? I think. I think so. So Netflix. What is your one Netflix recommendation? Uh. I did Dave Chappelle's uh, stand-up Age of Spin, which was the first one back on Netflix. And I think, it, you know, one, I mean, it. I'll be honest, the first time I watched it, it was tough when he goes into, like, the trans stuff. But, uh, and I'm not, like, defending it or anything. I'm just saying it was, like, when I, when I re-watched it, right, it's, like, hard to deny he's just like the greatest comedian of like his generation, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But the other thing is that um, it's indicative of like how, like how money, right? They gave yeah. this guy 50 mil for two, two specials, you know? Um, like, and this was like Netflix being like, oh, what's like a, and 50 million sounds like a lot. I didn't, it is a lot but like also like what's a cheap way cheaper like instead of paying for ip intellectual property and then hiring all these people to like like what if we just paid a dude for stand-up comedy and they they they, you kind of like the only place really to get stand-up comedy out of any of these is netflix i love netflix's stand-up like i do too i do yeah like the stand-up library so um yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge Dave Chappelle fan, but 
I think it's mostly because my stuff, my view of him has just sort of been tinged by some of the more recent things. And so I need to go and look at, watch some of, I think I should go and watch some of his stuff, like pre, pre that. And also like pre Chappelle show. Right. Um, Or more along that era versus like right now, like I actually just don't want, I don't care and I don't really need him to be the authority on telling me what I should be thinking about, like trans people. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, suffice to say that, uh, yeah, I mean, I think one, I enjoy Dave Chappelle's stand up, and two, it's like, I think it's like super on brand for them, you know, like investing in like stand up comedy, you know? Yeah. And that's really, it's the only place you can really see stand up comedy anymore, you know? Yeah. So yeah, what what was your rec from uh from Netflix? Mine's really random, but I wanted to uh pay respect, quote unquote respect, to the Korean content wave that is that is sweeping Netflix and uh was really ushered in by the the you know obvious the the popularity of Squid Game. So I'm not recommending Squid Game because I'm pretty sure everybody we know has watched it. But sort of in the same, like right off the heels of Squid Game, there was a drama that was released called Hellbound. Um, And it was, I think, I think it hit number one on Netflix. Um, And the third Korean TV show to hit number one is um, the new one, the zombie one, but I haven't watched that yet. So basically, Hellbound, um, it's only six episodes, um, but it's basically about these, like, monsters, like, beings that, like, like, charge into Earth and, like, send individuals to hell. Like, basically, they'll come, and if you're, like, if you're, um, like, destined to go to hell, like, it'll, they'll come and they'll it's a premonition that appears and basically tells you like on February 8th at 7.22 PM, like you're going to hell. And so obviously that like, you know, sets people off into a frenzy and then it gives rise to this like religious group. That's like really founded on this idea of like divine justice. There's a lot of questions that like is the show ass and then also I just there's lots of sort of like missed opportunities and questions that like it doesn't fully answer but I was very very into the six episodes um and I wanted to pick this because one I want more people to watch and then tell me well what the hell happened but like two like um again I I I think that it's sort of this Korean content Korean drama wave is like is also sort of Netflix's future and so I kind of wanted to pick a recommendation based off of that so if you liked Squid Game you may want to check out Hellbound I will I will I I will check that out um okay. what's the what's the next uh streamer let's you- do Hulu Hulu okay oh okay full disclosure Hulu's the one that I did not ah you're ever- right yes you're totally right um so I will just give you my yes um, so I picked Palm Springs, which is a 2020 film, and Hulu did not 
produced the film, but it bought the distribution rights. So it bought it at Sundance when it was at Sundance. And so now Hulu is the, um, you know, exclusive distributor of Palm Springs, which is a movie with Andy Samberg, Kristen Milioti, who is forever known as the mother in How I Met Your Mother. But essentially, um, it's a time loop movie. To oh, I know. Of, I know. Yeah. And it's so good and like you know i'm a huge, like yeah it's very good it's i'm a huge like rom-com fan but like i think that it's like more than that it's really um it's not like a traditional rom-com and you know it's like groundhog day but like i feel like there's like more stakes to it so i highly recommend it but i just also want to just give that as an example of like what they're trying to do which is also like figure out their space and like distribution and movie distribution business um so palm springs is my pick got it okay uh which which ones uh and what disney plus disney plus okay um i went ahead and and we've talked about this show a ton but i, I can't help i'm going with loki okay. um you know i think for me the re- the reason is like it is the out of all the marvel TV shows it is like the most on brand, I think, because it ties in the two tracks for them, TV and movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the only TV show that I saw that had real implications. And I, I, I know that, like, you know, uh, Wanda was, had her own show and will be in the Doctor Strange uh, movies, but I, I feel like Loki more than any of them. And I think we've seen it, like, on the peripherals, kind of, like, you know, I mean, spoiler alert, I guess, but like in No Way Home, they talk about like alternate realities and stuff. And, and yeah, but I, I think it it all derives like this the whole multiverse track theme that like the Marvel movies are going on for the next X amount of years. It it really started from Loki. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think I did not one, love Loki as much as you did, but. In terms of meshing of all of the worlds and yeah, right, like right. that's that is yeah. Um, like, I, I'm not I'm not saying like look like you have to watch Loki because it was the best, but it's one of those things where like if you follow the Marvel movies, like that's the one you kind of yeah. have to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's that was what uh, I kind of went chalked there. Uh, what about you? Um, we also talked about the show a lot, but I still think out of all of the Disney. Marvel TV shows, Disney Plus Marvel TV shows, um, WandaVision remains my favorite just for its fresh take on grief and what grief can make someone do. Um, and yeah, I I think that um, Elizabeth Olsen, Olsen is like quite lovely and also it was sort of the first one out the gate and it really kind of showcased what some of I mean those Marvel movies are super long but they've also been really focused on very specific characters and so to take like some a character like Scarlet Witch who is interesting on her own but probably got like 20 minutes of screen time uh and build a show around that character and then to move forward like some of the larger like MCU storylines, like I don't know, I just thought it was really great, and obviously like the the like, the different like TV tropes was just a fascinating way to enter enter that universe. So I highly I, recommend WandaVision. 
I, I, I love those first two episodes. I still like. Yeah. I, I like the front end more than the back end. And, and then I, also you're just like, what the hell is this? You know, like. Agreed. Dude, uh, it's not a parody, but then like it feels like a parody and you're just like, I don't understand what's going on. And I really love the confusion and chaos that, that those two first two episodes bring. Agreed. Uh, what's your, your rec for uh, Apple TV? Um, so it is an now an Oscar-nominated movie, but it's Coda. I think people should really watch it. I think, Steve, I told you, like, as a child of immigrant parents, I think we have a lot of similarities with a child of deaf adults who are constantly translating for their parents in a world that's full of people who are hearing and not catered towards, um, you know, people who are deaf. And same thing for you and I as children of parents who don't speak English or the best English of growing up and kind of having to do that. So I found a lot of similarities, even though I am not, you know, enmeshed in the deaf world at all, but it's a really sweet movie. And I'm so wildly surprised by the momentum that it's, it's kept on having and now it's a best picture nominee wow um that's a lot more thoughtful than than my pick mine is pretty easy we love your pick so yeah you're fine ted lasso man i i the best oh so good it's so good i love it everyone should watch it it's the just... end yeah it's it's like it could be so cloying to have a character like ted yes. lasso right yes. and annoying and just like get the f out of here yet they imbue him with such humanity and you know behind his like happy-go-lucky facade is someone who is deeply hurting and deeply broken and that's what yeah it makes the show so great I, it's one of those things where it's like ted lasso isn't for a certain kind of person it's for everyone everyone yeah. should watch ted lasso so that's that's mine um yeah when it comes to hbo max uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna go old school here okay Yes. Um, I'm going to go with The Wire. And there are two shows that I think uh, – I think there are plenty of shows that stand the test of time. I think there are plenty of shows that are excellent. Um, but there are two very specific shows that at least, you know, the people that I know, they discover it. Like I, I, just, like, I just have different friends that discover one of these shows like every – like year or so um and the one from h hbo max is the wire like every time literally every time someone discovers it they're like whoa this show is awesome mm -hmm. i know right it's awesome um and the other baby, one baby like, baby michael b jordan oh my god baby michael b jordan's <laughs> great you know um and the other is like breaking bad which didn't fit into any any of these which is fine but i those two um for sure and for the sake of, of this exercise, like, like HBO Max, The Wire, and it's so on brand because I, when I think of HBO, I think of like a certain kind of show. I and, and I think people like kind of forget like before Game of Thrones, HBO really considered itself like a like a gritty, um, like a really New York based production company. You know, like out in Hollywood was everyone else. But over at HBO, these are the kinds of shows that we make, you know, mm -hmm. super rooted in reality, almost like too real, you know. Um, and this is going to be like an auteur's like paradise, 
you know? Except yeah. instead of a paradise, it's in a dark alley where crime is happening, you know? <laughs> um, and, and for me, The Wire really, and it's not, obviously not new, but um, I think that's kind of like the essence of what they continue to try to make, even in something as, um, you know, new and fresh as like some of their international stuff that they produce, you know, it's still like, that's kind of like the spirit of what they, what they like kind of go back to, you know? Yeah. And yeah. So for me, it's, it's, it's the wire on HBO. Okay. okay great. What about you? I am going to go with succession. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like a, in a post game of Thrones world, it does remind me of an old school, HBO show in the same vein of like The Wire and like The Sopranos where it's it's just it's a gripping I mean I think all of them sort of talk about power and money in different ways this is through the lens of family um and it's a drama but it's also very very funny actually it's a dark comedy i would say um like a dramedy actually but um highly highly dysfunctional family of characters that i think are all universally like unlikable but there's a joy in sort of watching all of that happen and i typically it's hard for me to get into something when I find the characters unlikable, but for um, Succession, I I just, it's so good. It's, I think, just had its um, third season, right? Second, yeah. Third season. Um, and uh, I don't know. I have nothing more to say, but, like, people should watch it. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, okay. Ready? What is your, your rec? Uh for Amazon. Her last I mean, as you know, this was my least favorite streamer. Um, so I would just say I love the Modern Love column in the New York Times. It's one that I read like weekly. It's about people's perception of what love is. It's just guest essays. And um, Amazon has an anthology series. There's two seasons that they've crafted episodes in each season around one essay from the modern love column and um, both seasons are very good and um, some are sad some are great some are familial like family some are obviously about lovers but it's all about like what love is and isn't and um, I I highly enjoyed modern love so I recommend that okay nice um, mine is uh, an animated show it's called Invincible, based off the comic Invincible. book. Invincible. Yeah. It is... Um, it's made by the same guy that did uh, The Walking Dead. Um, like, that comic. And it's like... Uh, what would it be like if Superman and Lois had a kid? Or uh, It's not... It's a teenager. Yeah. It's uh, su- this Superman-like character has... Uh, a kid with you know a human and you know what it's about him and his life right and I won't really spoil anything just because things uh, you know people there's like a lot of comics like the boys where where it's like oh it's like Superman except blank you know Mm -hmm. Um, 
and so I, I won't spoil anything, but I had read the comic years ago, and it was just one of those things where, you know, we talk about Amazon. It's like Amazon buying this thing, and it's like, let's make a TV show out of it. Yeah. You know? Um, obviously much smaller scale than Lord of the Rings, but, you know, it's the same principle. It's I, I watched it, I enjoyed it, and I think it's incredibly on-brand for Amazon, which is like, hey, like, this thing is in, like, pre-production. Um, it's like an idea. People want to make a TV show out of it. Oh, really? We need something. So let's go buy it, fund it, and then, you know, release it, you know? Uh, and it was yeah. good. Um, Steven Yeun is in this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Those All are right. – that's, that's my rec for, for Amazon. Awesome. So I think everyone has at least 12 pieces of content that they can go check out. <laughs> If you subscribe to all of these streamers, which you may not because it's a lot of money, but hope hope this was kind of as fun for everybody as it was for us to sort of dive into and talk about where we're spending all our money. Yeah, and you know, my, my thing is this, like, even if you don't care about all of this, um, it, it's nice to be aware of because, you know, who among us, you know, really doesn't have at least one of these? Yeah. You know? I yeah. think I think the question of like, oh, which one should we pay for? Which ones should we not? Should we have this? Should we not? I mean, this is all related. And I think even if you haven't cut the cord yet, you know, um, it's still relevant, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I think it's only going to get more muddled. And so, you know, kind of having that right perspective, having that information, you know, um, like having that knowledge now will help you kind of make your your decisions more than just like oh what's on here which i get which you know is enough to make a decision for for sure but you know helping you project going forward you know like not saying you have to care about it as much as we do but at least be aware of it mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. so uh you know with that why don't we transition over to um obsession obsession of the episode uh yes you know my, we know each other do you want me to go first or do you want to go first uh it does not matter to me okay you know i'm just gonna I'm, i feel like i do this every time i'm just gonna go because <laughs> okay. I, I i have it like queued up okay yeah. my session is the king on netflix okay which is a 2019 movie it is an adaptation of uh william shakespeare's king henry the fourth part one part two and king henry the fifth and I did not know that you did not know this about me, Jen, which is I love uh, Elizabethan Shakespeare plays. Specifically, it's my favorite fact about you, I think. Yeah, it is specifically these three, th this trilogy and Hamlet, I like, love. And uh, I was telling you, like, um, I actually think, like, a person's Instagram explore page, it's, like, really invasive to, like, look at it because. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes control like you can't curate your explore page it's just what instagram has like not so secretly realized or found out or like ascertained that like you are into yeah. um and i it i will fully admit that a large portion of my instagram explore when i say large portion i'd say like 10 percent of my instagram explore page is uh timothy chalamet mm -hmm. and you know, one day I was on Instagram Explore page, just like scrolling through, and I see a picture of him, and with this really awful haircut, and I'm like, "What is this?" And I click on it, 
and you know it's like a scene from the movie and i open the caption and it says the king you know and in parentheses 2019 i was like what is this i google it and lo and behold it is this actor that i'm have recently kind of like been obsessed with and he's starring in a movie that is an adaptation of a shakespeare play that i love and i don't know how this got past me back in 2019 jen and i watched it and you know it was fine the movie was like fine but he is great in it he is so good in it and i was like thoroughly there's some parts they like skip over for sure that i mean like they really don't do hotspur any justice like he's such a throwaway character in this um (laughs) that kind of like upset me but i mean he's so good in it and it was it was really entertaining okay i will check it out i think timothy chalamet is great did you watch little women uh i have not yet i haven't watched it i still haven't watched lady bird that is on my list. That's literally on oh, my sure. list. Oh, sure. I forgot that he was also in Lady Bird. Like, that's when people, I think, first discovered him. But he is oh, really? absolutely great in um, Little Women. Um, I don't know that that's either of those are, like, your cup of tea, but... I think Lady Bird is. I think if Lady you Bird. like Timothy Chalamet, you should check those out. But, oh. yeah, um, he's a little bit... Mu- he's more of a side character in Lady Bird than he is in Little Women, but I think it's still worth that. Uh, checking out so yeah but we love him uh just, he's so great he's so talented okay what's yours what's yours mine really quickly is i watched licorice pizza which is yes. paul thomas anderson you know how much i love coming of age stories and this is like the ultimate coming of age story i was a little bit surprised by what this was just because i'm like oh i think this feels like really different from um it's like normal stuff Mm-hmm. And I was telling you, like, I'm not a PTA stand because some of the stuff is just too much, like, too dramatic. Um, yo, tell tell every yo tell everyone mm, what you haven't watched. I haven't watched. There will be blood. That's great. It's like I've watched clips and crazy. I know what happens because I've read. But like, have I sat down and watched it, like, start to end? No. Um. Crazy. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. But I will watch it because now I'm, like, kind of fascinated by his body of work. Um, he's he's so, like, uh, there's he's such a big music video director, which I think is really interesting. And he directed a lot of Himes videos, which is why he cast um, Alana and her sisters and her entire family in the movie. But Alana oh. Himes is so good in this movie. And um, the male actor is... Um, Cooper Hoffman, who is Paul, uh, no, who is um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. So, like, just carrying out his dad's legacy. He's also very, very good in this movie. It's not a short movie. It's, like, two hours long, but I think it's so, it was just really interesting. There are some controversial parts. If you ever watch it, we should talk about it. Um, But otherwise, I really enjoyed it, and it was a nice, fun time at the movie theater watching this for two hours awesome i love it i love it um so yeah with that uh you know next time i think you and i have some um really cool ideas coming up in the pipeline continuing some series that we started uh last year um also some like news that maybe we'll go into more next time but you know you can now find us on spotify which i know Mm -hmm. spotify is the news for like not great reasons but 
you know, at, at least for us, it's like, uh, you know, Spotify isn't paying it's us. It's a big deal, yeah. Yeah, you know, Sp- Spotify is not paying us, so we don't really feel one way or <laughs> about it. So, you know, for especially for, like, our Android users, it sh- it'll be easier to, to find us uh, for sure. Um, so remember to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, and now on Spotify. Exciting. Uh, no, so with that, Jen, do you want to say, uh, you want to send this off? Thanks for another great time, and see you next time. Bye, everyone.